Okay, I'm just going to read one verse very briefly, and then I'll pray, and then I'll talk for a little while. This is from uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Just one verse. This is where the, uh, the angels have come to the shepherds, and this is kind of their final sort of exclamation. They say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Let me pray. Jesus, we thank you so much that we can gather together on this day and sing and celebrate that uh, you were sent to us, that we know that this name, Emmanuel, means God with us. Not God distant, far away, not God in a fairy tale or a myth or an angry God hidden away, casting down judgment on us, but a God who's come to be with us, who walked amongst us, who knows the ups and downs of life, who knows relationships and pain and disease, who knows the story of what it is to be a human. You live this fully human life, but at the same time, we're fully God, a savior who's come for us. And now you've come to live through your Holy Spirit in our hearts, and we can still proclaim God with us. And we know that this wonderful truth, this Christmas story that we celebrate, this changes everything. It changes everything. And we want it to change our lives as well. So we pray just now as we look uh, at your word together, we pray you speak to our hearts, God. Reveal to us again who you are and what you've done for us. Amen. Amen. Now, if you haven't guessed it already, the kind of the theme that we've used to hold this service together this morning is that of peace. Peace. Some of the people on the video were talking about what peace means for them, what they like to see to achieve peace in kind of a political sense. But also, we would also know peace in a very personal sense. For us, peace might mean a whole load of different things. I guess for a lot of people leading up to Christmas, you might think of peace and you might be looking for the, the absence of conflict. Maybe even looking up to Christmas, you're not particularly looking forward to it because you know Christmas is when families come together. And often when families come together, those same arguments and difficulties and conflicts arise. And maybe your hope for this Christmas is just some peace, <laughs> that we can just put those things to one side, that those things that sometimes are an issue, we can just forget those things, ignore those things. Or maybe you're really looking forward to Christmas because you can get some peace. Because maybe for you, peace means the absence of stress and of worry and just busyness of life. You think, oh, I just get to switch off for a few days, maybe a week or two if you're lucky. Just get to have a bit of a rest, a break, a kind of just be able to put pause on life for a little while. Or maybe you, 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 for you, it's, it's more like you just wanna, you just wanna unplug from the world. Maybe even just unplug from technology, just sort of switch off 
from just the busyness of everything that bombards you all the time. There was a, a song that was released earlier this year by the band Arcade Fire. And in it, they talk about this, the song's called Everything Now, of how everything in, in life through the internet kind of bombards us. And this singer had these words. He said, every inch of space in your head is filled up with the things you have read. Every film that you've ever seen fills the space up in your dreams. And maybe you just feel like that. You're so bombarded with information, bombarded with life and social media and everything going on around you. You just want to unplug and get some peace. See, because all around us, in this city that we live in, in the world that we live in, people are searching for peace. They're searching for it. They're seeking for it, desiring peace. The absence of worry, the absence of doubt, or fear, just any concerns. People are searching, maybe they might call it a sense of inner peace, something inside themselves which just feels at rest and feels calm. And people will use all sorts of different things in their life to try and bring that inner peace, that calm to them. You see often around the city that you walk along the street and you'll see on people's windowsills a small statue of a, of a Buddha or you'll go into someone's home and there'll be one by the front door or in the corner of the lounge to bring calm to their house, to try and bring a sense of peace. Or people will go on all sorts of activities and things. They'll do yoga or they'll go to the gym, again, to try and bring them some kind of peace in the world. Maybe people will use medication, whether it's legal or illegal, alcohol, drugs, coffee, whatever it is that hits your spot, entertainment even, something just to give you a break from life. People will even use relationships to give themselves peace. Or at least your, your dream, your hope that if I could just get that relationship right, I'll have, I'll have peace. I'll have peace. If I can just fix that relationship, then I'll be content. I'll be happy. If I can just make that one work, then I'll be at rest. Things will just work out. Or it might be that you just want to complete the to-do list that you've got building up. Maybe you've got your to-do list ready for Christmas, everything you need to get nailed. You think, if I could just get all the things on my list done, if I can just get my inbox down to zero, then I'll be at peace, then I'll be at rest. And this, this quest, this search for peace will dominate your, your life, will dominate your desires, it will absorb your energy, it will vacuum up all your money. You can spend your life on this search, this quest for, for peace. But the problem is with these, these things we try and find peace with, these things we try and use to give us this inner peace, is that a lot of them are, are temporary. They don't last very long. They run out. They pause after a while. They stop. They, they cease. Things that once gave you peace, you suddenly find that they don't give you peace anymore. Relationships that once gave you joy and happiness aren't there anymore. People move on. People die even. And we put our trust in these things to give us peace, 
but only lasts a little while. It's temporary. Also, these things can be very, very superficial, very only skin deep. In the book of Jeremiah, in the Old Testament, in the Bible, there's a verse that says, they've healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. And that verse is talking about these things that we invest in, these things that we trust in to give us contentment, to give us happiness, to give us peace. But they're just superficial. They just heal the wound lightly. They just kind of paper over the cracks. They give you something temporary, something that's just on the surface, but not really something that really lasts. Because in the end, what you're doing, what we all do, is we're asking too much of these things. The Buddha in, in your house may give you a temporary sense of calm, but it's not going to pay for Christmas, right? <laughs> it's not able to. We put our trust in these things, hoping it will bring us peace, and we're just asking too much of them. They can't fulfill that. They're not able to. The relationship that you hope may solve everything for you, it may give you peace or happiness for a season, for a while, but will it really give you this lasting joy, this lasting peace? And I don't think it will, because if you're anything like me, and if other people are anything like me, we let each other down, right? We fail us. Nobody's perfect. We let each other down. We can't offer each other permanent, lasting peace. Jesus says in one of the Gospels in John, he said to his disciples and he says to us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, and not as the world gives do I give it to you. What he's saying there is Jesus saying that the peace that he offers is different from the peace that the world around us offers. The peace that Jesus offers isn't the same as the peace that the rest of our life offers. Because the peace that Jesus brings, as we read from that verse on the start, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. This peace is not temporary, but it's unshakable. It's solid. When I, when I was uh, uh, in my late teenage years, I lived for a little while in a town called Torquay, which is in the southwest of England, in a beautiful part of the country right by the sea, and there was a beautiful sandy beach that I'd go to. Um, in the summer, it was beautiful, but in the winter, it was fun as well, because you'd have the sea crashing in, and there was a big rock just off the coastline called Thatcher's Rock, which is nothing to do with Margaret Thatcher, although she was a bit rock-like in some different ways, the former British Prime Minister, but we won't go there. But there was this rock off the sea, Thatcher's Rock, and it kind of dominated the horizon. It was this huge thing. And when a storm would come in, the waves would smash against it and look as though they were going to overwhelm it. They'd be crashing over the top of this huge rock, these massive waves coming in. And you think, what's going to happen? And you'd come back the next day and it would still be there. And it would still look exactly the same. This rock in the sea was immovable. It was unshakable. It was solid. It was firm. It was lasting. 
It's still there now. It will still be there in a hundred years, in a thousand years. And the peace that Jesus brings, what Jesus offers to us, Jesus himself is unshakable. It, 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 it can't get squashed by the storms of life, however ferocious and powerful they feel. Jesus won't leave you. He won't desert you. He's solid. He's firm. He's lasting. And it's not just unshakable, but rather than just superficial on the surface, it goes deep. It goes deep. Because it goes, the peace that Jesus offers, it goes right to the heart of the problem, which is the problem of your heart. There's some two, I don't know if you've seen them, two Christmas trees at the back, which have terribly decorated, as in they've got no decorations whatsoever. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed this with Christmas trees. We brought one last year. You know, you just go to the, to, well, they're on sale everywhere, aren't you? And you, you kind of carry it home on your bike over your shoulder and you, you set it up in your, your living room. And we had one. It didn't have the roots. It was just chopped off at the bottom. And no matter what you do to this tree, from that moment, as soon as you put it up in your living room, it's dying. <laughs> it's on its way out. It's kind of, it's game over. And, you know, you put all your lights on it and you try and make it as pretty and beautiful as you can. But very quickly it begins to wilt and fade. And you try and, we had this bowl at the bottom full of water and we'd spray it with this thing. And it made no difference whatsoever. At least it, 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 it gave us a sense of kind of power as though we were somehow in control, keeping this tree alive. But we were making no difference. And it faded. And every evening we just got this pine needles everywhere and I'm having to sweep them all up. You know, otherwise the kids will just eat them or something. And it's just <laughs> terrible. You don't know what's going to happen next. But, but so often, that, that's, that's how we, we deal with the issues in our life. We just, things are just falling off us all over the place. And we just do these superficial things to try and fix it. And we're constantly just sweeping up the mess that we've left around ourselves. And the problem is, is we just, our roots aren't set in the right thing. The problem isn't, isn't what's going on with the branches and the leaves. We could spray the top of the tree with water all we want. The problem is it's, it doesn't have any roots going into what it really needs, the nutrients from the ground to keep it alive. And that's what your life needs. You need your roots to be going into the right place to give you life. Because Really, we need something that will go deep within us to deal with the, the brokenness in our lives, the sinfulness in our lives, those issues where you've let people down, where you've let God down, even where you've let yourself down. You need something that's going to go right to the heart of those things to fix those things. Because the peace that the world offers, the peace that everyone was been talking about on those videos... It's, if you think about it, that peace is essentially negative. It's negative. It's just the absence of things. There's no war, no pain, no famine, no conflict, no stress, no worry, no doubts. It's just the absence of all the bad stuff. But the, the peace that we read about in the Bible, the peace that Jesus offers, is positive. The Bible uses this word shalom which is, has such a richer meaning than just our English word of peace. 
Because it's not just about the absence of things, it's also about blessing that comes to us, of joy that comes to us, of satisfaction, of contentment that comes to us. And now the Christian is able to sing, it is well with my soul. Because that's what really matters. It's not, it's well with my relationships, or it's well with my job, or it's well with my bank account. What really matters is we can sing, it's well with my soul, with, with the real problem of life, that Jesus has come to fix that. And that's what this beautiful Christmas story is all about. And if we look at that verse again, it says, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And that might be the verse, the bit of the verse that kind of baffles you, because you think, well, how do, I, how do I please God? How do I please God? How, how can he be pleased with me? How can God like me? And you might think, well, surely this is, this is, where, this is where the heart of the matter is. This is where the religion kicks in, right? This is where Jesus becomes like this kind of Santa Claus that we've got to keep happy, that we've got to be good, that we've got to be nice and not bad to try and win his favor, to try and keep God on side. We, we need to somehow make sure that God's rewarding us for all our good behavior. And that's so often how we interpret Christianity is how we'd interpret any other religion. We say, we just need to keep doing the right things. We need to keep walking in the right direction. If we can just do everything right, then maybe God will be pleased with me. I'll have can top up enough credit that God will somehow like me. But that's why this Christmas story is so remarkable. That's why the angels have come to these shepherds and they're singing these songs of praise and adoration. Because what this baby in a manger offers is something completely different. Because what we all need to know is, what you need to know is, that you can't please God by yourself. You, you, you can't. You're not able to. Some of you have tried. I've tried. It doesn't work. Because I can't even, it's not that I can live up to God's standards so that he could be pleased with me. I can't even live up to my own standards. I can't even do the things that I want to do, the things that I know are right for me. I can't even achieve my goals and dreams and aspirations. I fall short of the standard I've set for myself, let alone the standard that God has set for me. I struggle to even be pleased with myself if I'm looking at it that way. So how could God be pleased with me? And the reality is, you can't please God. All of us, all of us need a savior. And that's where Jesus comes in. And because of Jesus, if you accept him into your life, if you choose to follow him, then God's eternally pleased with you. And not because of anything you've done, but because of everything that Jesus has done. See, this tiny baby in this manger, he goes on to lead this perfect life. He goes on to die for us and to rise again for us. And with that story, See, the Christmas story, it's really all about the Easter story of what Jesus has done for us. This one who's been sent to us to bring us freedom, 
to bring us life. See, the reality is the, the peace that you really need, the peace that will really last, that's really unshakable, that really goes to the heart of the matter, it's all wrapped up in this gift of Jesus, this gift to us of God's Son. Because the wonderful reality of the Christmas story is, is, is not only does he die for you, but he loves you. There's a beautiful verse in 1 John that says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. <laughs> so often around us, there's so many claims to what real love can look like. So many stories of what love should be. But the Bible says this is real love. And it's not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son at Christmas as a sacrifice to take away our sins. See, is, is there a better peace to find, a greater inner peace that knowing that there's a God who loves you eternally? If you let that truth ring around your heart and resonate within your soul, that will transform your life. You'll find this beautiful, wonderful peace there that you think, there's a God that loves me that is pleased with me. And this is, this is the good news of great joy that the angel has come to tell the shepherds about. And it can fill your life with this profound peace and joy. It doesn't mean that life suddenly becomes easy. It doesn't mean that becoming a Christian means all your hardships disappear. It doesn't mean that you don't have any problems anymore. But it means you know there's a bigger reality, a bigger story that you've been brought up into, that you've been placed into. The real, the ultimate issue of your life has been fixed and that you're now loved by, the, by your Father in heaven. And that's, it's a greater peace than anything else you'll find. And you can try and prove me wrong. You can try and spend your life on this quest for peace, trying to find something that really will give you ultimate peace, that really will give you that inner peace that you search for, but I don't think you'll find it. This world, this city even, will offer you so many things, but they won't last. They'll be temporary, they'll fade away. And if, if what I'm saying is true, you might have all sorts of questions about it. Like, how can you trust the Bible? Who's God anyway? What about all the other religions? What about suffering and death and pain? Those are all good questions which we don't have the time to address this morning. But if this is true, what I'm saying about Jesus and what he's done for you, what the Christmas story is really about, where you can really find peace, if this is true, then it changes everything. And you can't ignore that question. <laughs> You can't just brush over it and say, ah, oh, well, it's just, it's just hocus pocus. It's just a myth. It's just a story. I challenge you to, to, to go away and to, to test it, to read about it, to study it, to talk to me, to talk, to talk to whoever invited you here today, to talk to other people that you know are believers and say, tell me about this Christianity. What's it really about? Ask the difficult questions. 
probe question and we want to hear it. And you'll discover that there is this beautiful peace that you can find. Let me pray. And we're going to have one more reading and we'll sing a final carol to, to close with. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for this peace that you bring to us at Christmas. It doesn't, doesn't mean we, we, as those of us who are Christians, that we spend our life kind of floating around on a kind of cloud of glory. But we know even when hardships and troubles and difficulties come in our life, that we can remind our hearts of what's really true of what you've really done for us, of how you love us, of how you've adopted us into your family as your sons and daughters, as a father in heaven who loves us. And when we know that, there's no greater peace that we could find. There's no greater joy or happiness, contentment or satisfaction. And we wanna put our trust in you, Jesus, We want to follow you because we know we find peace there. And we pray that you'd help us to do that, Holy Spirit. In your name, Jesus. Amen.